Hello and welcome to another episode of Vibe Club. We've got a really nice episode, uh, absolutely packed full of stories this week, where Tabby sat down with Davina and listened to her as she shared so many different stories from across her life. So please enjoy this episode, which is my musical timeline, eight songs from across my life with Davina Eaton. Today, we've got Davina. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So we're just sitting in Davina's garden. Davina's sewing. Mm -hmm. What are you sewing? I'm making bow ties, bandanas, and little bags to keep rolls of poop bags in for my daughter whose dog has just had eight puppies Mm. and I'm making eight sets in eight different colours and I've done all the machine sewing and now I'm sitting in the garden doing all the hand sewing while I chat to you. And what kind of dog is it? It's a Kapapoo and beautiful Kapapoo puppies. So um, if we hear any sounds in the background it's probably just because we're sitting in the garden. So, and well. we live quite near the airport, so you might hear planes going overhead, people playing in the gardens next door. And yeah, like mowing that. the grass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what, um, what subject did you want to talk about today? Bible? Well, um, all my life I've listened to a programme on Radio 4 called Desert Island Discs. And uh, on this programme, people choose eight discs that they would like to have if they were stranded on a desert island, things that remind them of their lives, tell their life story, and they would like to listen to until they're rescued. And I've always wanted to be on this programme. So we're doing a similar thing. It's Davina's Desert Island (laughs) Discs. The Vibe Club Desert Island. (laughs) Oh, well, I look forward to it then. So I guess we might as well start off with the first one. Okay. Well, my first piece of music that I've chosen is a piece of music that means a lot to me. It's the first time I remember being absolutely gobsmacked by a piece of music. And I was walking into assembly at school and I was probably about eight years old. And the headmaster at the time used to have a piece of music for us to all walk into assembly to. And we walked in this morning And I just thought, what is this music? I don't think I even heard a word of the assembly. I was just humming it in my head, humming it in my head, kept it in my head all day. And when I got home, I hummed it to my dad. And he said, that is the Ride of the Valkyries by Wagner. He had it because my dad was very into his classical music. He had reel-to-reel tapes. So he went upstairs and played it to me. And I've been hooked ever since. That's amazing, <laughs> yeah. though, for it to have had such an impact. Yeah. How old would we have been, do you think? Yeah, I was about seven or eight. From then on, my dad took me to concerts at the town hall monthly. Dad and I together going off. And uh, he was always recording things off the radio. And he'd say, come and listen to this. And I'd go and listen to it. And then he said, this is another version of the same thing. It's six seconds longer. What do you think they've put in that six seconds that the (laughs) other one didn't put in? And I've listened to that one as well. Can you hear the trumpets? Can you hear the trombones? Can you hear this triangle just there? The others haven't got that. And it just Mm. taught me to listen to music in a different way. And um, I'll just always be grateful to my dad for letting me learn about music. And Mm. I've had a love of music ever since. 
I really like the idea that you know you came home from school and hummed it to yes. him. You must have really. Did you practice it I, the all day. day long? I was going. And when I got home, I said, "What is this, Dad?" You knew exactly what it was. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it really shows a time before Google, because these days kids would just Google it, wouldn't they? Oh yes, we, oh, I love we, that. Yeah, I mean, I was born in 1956, so we we had an old-fashioned record player at home. We called it a gramophone, mm. and my dad had a tape recorder, but it was it was reels with the tape going from mm. reel to reel. I can just picture myself walking into assembly and he used to walk in and walk along into your class and sit cross-legged on the floor and I can just picture myself walking in. I can smell the hall and the wooden parquet floor. Isn't that crazy with music? It yeah. connects you to so many yeah. other senses. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's taken me back 60 years. <laughs> It's a really dramatic piece for them to choose for an assembly, isn't <laughs> I know. it? For six-year-olds. I know. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can hear wind. You can hear storm. You can hear just weather. So what part of the song did you hum to your dad then? That one. <laughs> and he just knew straight <laughs> he knew away. straight away, as anybody would if they knew classical music. And he yeah. said, I know what that is. And he, Richard Wagner was one of my dad's favourite composers as well. My dad liked German composers. I think I got that from him. I like German composers as well. He used to say he got good value out of the orchestra because he used practically every instrument and he used the whole range of that instrument right from the very bass notes to the very treble notes mm. and he said that all the orchestra earned their money when they played Wagner and Beethoven which brings me on to my second choice <laughs> so when I was about nine I would say now my dad gave me his old little record player to keep in the bedroom I was also an avid reader and I used to go to the library. I can remember going this one month and I got a book out of the library by an author called Kathleen Fiddler, but I can't remember the title of the book. But I do remember that this book was like a mystery book and there were a family of children who solved the mystery. But within this book, they were out one night and they were solving this mystery and there was an owl flying around at night and the way the book was written you could really feel this owl <laughs> flying around and it was very atmospheric and at the time I always used to put one of my records on that my dad had given me he gave me half a dozen classical records to listen to and one of the records that he gave me was a record by the music of Beethoven and there were three piano sonatas on it the Moonlight Sonata mm. the Waldstein and the Appassionata Sonata and I just fell in love with the Appassionata Sonata. I would say if you asked me which is my most favourite of all the pieces of music that I'm going to play today, the Appassionata Sonata is my most favourite. Mm. From the very first chord 
as soon as I hear it, I know this is the Appassionata Sonata. Mm. And when I hear it now, I can, I can remember the story of the book, I can remember the owl, I can remember lying on my bed in the school holidays, being glad that it was raining because I didn't have to go out to play. Because if it was sunny, my mum would say, don't go in your room, go out to play. So if it was raining, I could go in my room, put the Passion Artist Nata on, read my book, and I didn't feel guilty at all. So do you want to hear some of the Passion Artist Yeah, Nata? definitely. So here is the uh, Passion Artist I used to lie in my bed as well, fold my top sheet over, pretend it was a piano keyboard, and pretend I was playing it. <laughs> because I love Beethoven's sonatas so much, and particularly this one, Mark treated me one year to a concert at the Symphony Hall in Birmingham, where a pianist played all of Beethoven's piano sonatas in the order that he wrote them. 21, 22, 23 and 24 played that night. And we experienced something that I've always heard about. You know when people say, it took my breath away? Mm. Well, the whole of Symphony Hall, it was Andreas Schiff was the pianist. Just one piano, we had good seats. Everybody was just watching him play and listening to the music and everybody was holding their breath and when he finished each movement you heard everyone go <sighs> as they let their breath out <laughs> and then he'd start the next movement. We were all so transfixed. It was absolutely amazing. Wow. Even Mark felt it. When we went in the interval everyone was saying were you holding your breath yes we were holding our breath have you ever done that before no we've never done that before it was the most amazing concert i've ever been to that's so amazing though isn't it the effect that music can have and even if someone say maybe mark wasn't into that kind of music as much as you were that particular mm. song but it still took his breath away it did it did and one thing i love is that mark wasn't brought up with the love of classical music but when he started going out with me he could see that my family particularly myself and my dad we were very into classical music. I'll just say here that not all my choices are classical music, so don't switch off now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, I'd love to get into it. So my dad chose a very nice piece of music. It was the Classical Symphony by Prokofiev. And uh, he said, listen to this, Mark. I've put it on a cassette tape. People of a certain age will know what cassette tapes are. Hey, I know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> listen to this and get familiar with it. And then... We'll go to the symphony hall, it was the town hall I think at the time, and we'll hear it played. But you'll be familiar with it and you'll enjoy it. Mm. And on the other side of that tape, he also put Schubert's Fifth Symphony. And so Mark put it in his car and he would listen to the classical symphony and then he'd turn the cassette over and he'd listen to Schubert's Fifth Symphony. And those two pieces of music now he absolutely loves. And whenever it comes on the radio, we go, oh, this is Prokofiev's classical symphony. Because he knows them now. He knows yeah. them and he, is, he has also developed a love of classical music Aww. because he became familiar with it and he saw the enthusiasm that myself and my dad had. So, That's nice, isn't it, that yeah. your dad is the reason that your husband yes. got into some classical music? Yeah. That's right, yes. It just shows the impact that you can have on someone else by sharing the music you love. Yeah. 
and maybe someone will listen to this podcast today here wow Davina really loves that song <laughs> and they'll listen to it maybe. in their own time yeah. and then they'll learn to love it I, I would love it if um, somebody else got the uh, love of classical music through something that I played to them mm-hmm. we'll move on to my next piece of music I'm at secondary school now and uh, I went to a girls school and it was a very old-fashioned girls school we had to wear a hat in the summer and we had summer uniforms and um, I've made friends with a, a lovely lovely girl uh, named Jill and um, she became a very very close friend of mine and she would come and stay at my house and I would go and stay at her house and uh, they used to call us the terrible twins because we were all we were practically inseparable we both had a love of horses and we'd go on holiday and work in a ranch <laughs> looking after the horses um, oh. for nothing just so that we could be close to the horses it was like a holiday camp where children came and had paid they paid for holidays and we were like unpaid workers but we got a free ride every mm. now and then <laughs> and so we worked like trojans looking after these children and feeding them as well so now and again we could have a free ride on the horses it was just worth it because we loved our rides on the horses anyway I used to go to Jill's house and she had one of these record players in her bedroom like the one I had in my bedroom but her music was very different to mine and she had a facility on hers that you could put the record on the the record player would play the record and it would the stylist would lift off the record go back to the beginning and play it again and we used to put it on full volume in her bedroom with all the windows open and then go in the back garden and we used to dance and we used to dance in the back garden for hours and hours to the same piece of music and this piece of music was dancing in the street by martha reeves and vandellas oh i think and i know this one <laughs> we made up our own dances to it with our own feet movements and then when we went to school we said, we've made up a dance and everyone would copy our dance and we just thought it was so cool. It was <laughs> the 60s, so we would have, it would have been about 1968, and we were sort of trying to be a bit hippie-ish. We had little bells around our necks and love beads, and she had the most beautiful hair. And we used to grow our fringes long and grow our hair long and straight, and there we were, hippies. Mm. So um, here we are, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas dancing in the street. She had a little walk-in wardrobe off her bedroom. I used to love going into her walk-in wardrobe. It felt so posh to me to have a walk-in wardrobe where I shared a bedroom with my little sister. She had her own bedroom with her own wardrobe and she had this like tunic top, I suppose you would call it, buttoned down the front with a long pointed collar and I had some brown needle cord jeans and I used to wear these jeans with her top on. And I've got a photograph of me actually wearing these, stroking a horse called Star. Oh, I just felt so cool that day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my dad kept that photograph, and my mum. They kept that photograph in their bedroom for quite a long time because I said, this just sums up Davina. Um, I've got my long blonde hair, Jill's tunic, 
and uh, are a horse. <laughs> and my dad said he never minded me being horse mad because it kept me away from boys. <laughs> Jill and I, we used to go riding on a Saturday afternoon and then we would stay at the stables and we would walk all the other rides round and we would groom all the ponies at the end of the day and then the, the man said, okay, go off you go. And we'd go bareback on the horses and we'd go flying over the fields and oh. jumping hedges. And my favourite horse was called Oliver. He was dappled grey. Oh, I love dappled yeah. grey. He was a bit bony, so when you rode him bareback, it was a bit uncomfortable. But oh, yeah, no. we had such fun. And then we used to get the bus back either to her house or my house, depending on what weekend it was. And um, we just have fun. <laughs> we just uh, enjoyed. Well, it sounds like you're more like sisters than friends, we were, really. We were, yeah. We just had um, such fun on Saturdays, horses, dancing in the street. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's funny because that song really sums up that sort of mm. feeling, actually, yeah. because it's so carefree. Like, yeah. I'm imagining you yeah. going, right, I've done all the things yeah. I need to do. I'm going to fly across yeah. that field now on this yeah. my favourite horse. Yeah. I'm moving on now in my life and uh, I've met Mark and um, we start courting and I find out Mark is a, a Beatles fanatic. I was into Motown and reggae um, and he was into slightly different things but I think he was influenced by his older sister who was always playing Beatles. He loved the Beatles and you've got all the Beatles records like Hard Day's Night and When You Can't Buy Me Love and um, the classics. all the classic Beatles. but. We have a family Beatles song, which is one of the most unusual Beatles songs. We used to play it in our flat when we first got married at full volume and do air guitar and just mess around. And then with each of our children, they all know that this is the family Beatles song. <laughs> and um, I can remember when one of my daughters, Penny, moved out into her own flat. She phoned us up. And she said, I've moved in, this is my first day in my new flat. She hadn't got much furniture, but she was playing this song, oh. dancing around in her flat, to make it feel like home. If ever we put it on in the lounge in our house, all the kids would come running from whatever bedroom they were in or in the garden, and they'd all come into the lounge and they'd all be doing air guitar, and we'd leap around the lounge, and it sounds oh. crazy, leaping off the furniture and everything while this tune played. So this just sums up our family and I love That's the Beatles. Lovely. It's the Beatles and your bird can sing. When your kids listen to this, if any of them were shouting at the shouting at the speakers, I know which song it is. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll know. They'll know which which one it is. Me and Mark, we've got five children, and when we're all together, we are a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all the best people are, though. It's funny, because I've known you almost 20 years now. 
I think, 19 yeah. years maybe. Yes, yes. I've never heard any one of you mention this song, but that's <laughs> the thing. You can know a family well, but there's still little family details you don't know. Well, probably may have been a bit embarrassed to play it if you were here because the, way, go crazy. the way we all go crazy <laughs> when it's on. <laughs> Well, actually, now I want to see that happen. So <laughs> next time, I might, um, you know, cause some chaos and put it on. So we're just going back in time a few years. It's the very first time he invited me out. I thought I was going to his house where there would be a party with lots of people there. And so I said to my dad, oh, I'm going to the Eaton's house for a party. Can you drop me off? He said, yeah, he dropped me off. And then Mark's dad said that he'd take me home later. So when I got there, there was no party. There was only me <laughs> and his mum and dad and his little sister. Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had tea. Then after tea, he said, do you like music? And I said, yes, I love music. He said, oh, I've got a record I'd like to play to you. So he had the end bedroom with the record player in. And so we went into the end bedroom and his little sister had to come with us. And he played me an album that I'd never heard of before by Mike Oldfield and it was Tubular Bells and it was just I'd never heard anything like it before in my life you heard Tubular Bells? No okay. so I think this is going to be new yeah. for me and it was very special to us this record because I remember when I got home from that evening and I went in the house my dad said uh, so who was at the party? and I said there was only me and he went, Davina, you're so naive. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He likes you. Oh, no, he wouldn't like me. <laughs> yes, he does. That's why he invited you out. And I walked in the house with this record. And has he lent you the record? I said, yes. That's so he can see you again and have it back. And then he'll lend you another one. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, and that's what happened. And that's how we started going out. Um, but what a sly <laughs> So I was, um, he was 16 and I was 18. We've been to married now for 46 years. So wow. um, it was a good, a good thing to do to lend me this album. The music Bells. kind of connected you it from did. the start. And you know what, whenever I get in his truck and borrow his truck to go somewhere, what's playing in his truck tubular bells he's got it on, on an old it's an old truck and it's got a cassette player in it and tubular bells is in it and so i listen to it and so i know it's special to him as well mm. starts off on the piano and it just introduces all the instruments as it goes on so by the time you've listened to half an hour of it you've got all the bell all the music including tubular bells it became such a part of our life that we actually walked back down the aisle to it we walked up the aisle to another piece of music but after we were married and we had the music to walk down back down the aisle to we walked down to tubular mm. bells um, and so it was part of our wedding music. It's very, very special to us, really. And it was the very, the very end piece on side two that we walked back down the aisle to, which is a bit of a jig. I was going to ask that. What part did you walk yeah, down it's to? It's a bit of a jig. Just see us walking down the aisle. 
it also sets the mood for after the wedding, doesn't it? Yeah. Very happy and jolly. Yeah, yeah it was a very, very happy day. January 1977. We're still together. Five children later. <laughs> yeah. And all down to tubular bells. <laughs> well, it wasn't all down to tubular bells. We had a part to play. Yeah. Talking about the story of my life, I've been to school, I've been to secondary school, I've met Mark, we've got been courting, we've got married, and we've got the children and we're singing and this bird will sing. Along the way, we had three beautiful daughters and um, I've always absolutely loved Stevie Wonder. I used to play Stevie Wonder's albums all the time when I was at home. We didn't have a TV for a long time, so we used to play a lot of music in the house. And my mum, who was not a great lover of contemporary music, she loved this song. And she used to say to me, this is just all about your daughters. You have the most beautiful daughters, mm. and I've got the most beautiful grandchildren. And mum loved her grandchildren so much. I had this album, Songs in the Key of Life, and um, it was just on all the time at home. If you ask the kids, I'm sure they will say, yeah, we remember listening to this. And this, particularly this track, Isn't She Lovely? After I had my middle daughter, Lauren, I was quite poorly, and I had to go into hospital. And they, they actually let me take the baby into hospital with me. And um, they had hospital radio, and they would come round the wards and say, would you like to request a piece of music on hospital radio? So I said, oh yes, can you play Isn't She Lovely for my little baby here? She was six weeks old at the time. And they said, yes, listen out to our programme later on. <laughs> and so uh, you have your little headset on in the bed and a little button that you could press to listen to the hospital radio. And it was the first piece of music to play that day. You know, they said, so for Davina, isn't she lovely? And they played this piece of music. And when I got home and told mom, and she says, oh, that was just perfect. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of anything like that though. Yeah. That's so cool yeah. that they did that. Yeah, it was really nice. The thing was, we were actually camping in Wales camping with a six-week-old baby was not the wisest thing to do and so Lynn and Robert the two older children um, were in the tent and Mark didn't know what to do really so I said I don't feel very well I think I need to go to the doctors so we went down to the doctors and he said you've got to go to hospital immediately and I said don't pop me from my baby so I said no baby can go with you but children couldn't so um Mark had to go back to the tent with Lynn and Robert and then he obviously didn't know what had happened to me. He didn't know whether I was dead or alive. We didn't have mobile phones in those days. And so the next morning, he just went and knocked on the tent next door and he said, my wife was taken into hospital last night with the baby. I've got two other children. Is it possible you could watch the children for me while I go to the hospital, which was 25 miles away, to see what's happened? And they said, of course, they had two children themselves. The children had been playing together. Lynn and Robert said they had one of the best days of their life. This couple took them to Manabia Castle with their kids. They bought them ice creams, they gave them treats. Mark got home on the night. They said, oh, we've had the most marvellous day. I have no idea who that couple were, but 
I'd love to thank them. I think I've mentioned now, Lynn, Robert, Lauren, Penny, not mentioned Luke yet. <laughs> um, Luke is number five, who is very, very musical himself. Very talented, plays the piano, plays the guitar, plays the drums. Mm. I think he's got all that love of music from my dad. So he just moved inside because we suddenly got rained off. So um, it might sound a little bit different, but we're just going to continue where we left off. Okay, so moving on a few years now and um, got a little bit into the electric guitar a bit and um, riffs and things like that. And so my next choice of music is uh, Eric Clapton, Layla. I asked um, Luke if he could play it when he started learning guitar. As I hear it, it will take me back to holidays with the children. We had all five children. We had a touring caravan by now, rather than tents. And we went down to Breen by Western Supermare. And uh, we took our little touring caravan. And uh, Mark's mum and dad took their caravan and we parked next to each other on this campsite. At the time, we had which I think is probably the favourite car I've ever had. We had a bright red Volvo Estate. Doesn't sound very exciting, but at the time it was. <laughs> it was a really nice car. It had leather seats and it was really comfortable and it was really easy to drive. And it had a really good sound system in it. And I can remember we were on the campsite. I was feeling a little bit trapped and uh, I offered to go to the shops to get the shopping. And I jumped in the car, just me wound all the windows down and I didn't go straight to the shops. I drove up the coast and down the coast with the sea. I could just see the sea out the windows. And I was just playing this, blasting it <laughs> out the windows as I drove up the coast. And then I turned around and came down the coast. And then I went to the shops and got the shopping and came home. But I just was so refreshed and all the wind had been blown out of my hair. I was tempted actually because I didn't only play Layla, but I could also remember that I played Ocean Drive by the Lighthouse family that same day, which I also love. But I know that my eldest son Robert absolutely hated it, <laughs> so I wouldn't include it in this podcast in case he ever listens to it because <laughs> it would just turn off. Um, but I did, I love that one as well. I love the voice of Tundi in um, the Lighthouse family. It's funny though when that um, you know when that electric guitar solo sort of comes in, I can totally imagine windows yeah, open. Yeah. It's sort of like a, a movie moment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hands on it the is, wheel, it is. foot down. I think boom. I was pretending I was somebody else. I was pretending <laughs> I was somebody in a movie. Very rich, very beautiful, very slim. Nothing like me at all. <laughs> that is not true. You are very beautiful. And uh, yeah, that that was um, that was what I was imagining at the time. <laughs> we all need to let our yeah. hair out sometimes, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So I'm on to my final piece of mm -hmm. music now. 
of my eight tracks of my life. And this piece of music encompasses my whole life. The piece of music is Claire de Lune Ooh. by Debussy. The reason why this encompasses my whole life is I'm back now. I'm a little girl, six or seven years of age. And um, we always had a piano in the house, always. And my mum, she was a very delicate pianist. My dad played boogie-woogie and he thumped the piano. He would play Scott Joplin, he would play Beethoven. He always thumped the piano, got a loud noise out of it. My mum, a really delicate pianist. And one thing she could play was Claire de Lune. And if ever you were off school or school holidays, my mum would do the dusting and she'd always dust the keys of the piano and you'd hear her go dun 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 as she did the piano with the duster. And then she would sit down and play Claire de Lune. And I can just hear her doing it now. I'd be upstairs, I think, oh, mum's playing Claire de Lune. And she had just such a delicate touch and so pretty. My mum was very beautiful, very elegant. Very delicate. Yes, and she had that delicate touch. And her hands just seemed to like hover over the keys, hardly touching them. And she would just get this beautiful melody out of it. I could never do it myself. I was more like my dad, very heavy-handed. And I, although I play the piano, I play it very poorly, very badly indeed. I, do, I love thumping the piano, but not many people like listening to me. <laughs> so that's my first memories of Claire de Lune. And I've listened to it most of my life. And then when um, Robert met Janine, my daughter-in-law, she is the most accomplished pianist and she can play this so beautifully. When she comes and plays the piano, it brings tears to my eyes. She plays Chopin, that's her favourite, but she can play this and they actually walked up the aisle to this. And so it takes me back to that day when um, we were at the wedding, all the children were there, girls were bridesmaids. My little granddaughter was a bridesmaid as well walking up the aisle to um, Claire de Lune. So it's been part of my life. And now, just more recently, my two great nieces, who um, I'm very, very fond of, and they're very fond of me as well. They're very talented. They're very gifted at playing the piano. They are now playing Claire de Lune really beautifully. We've actually been to hear both the girls play at the Birmingham Conservatoire. They're very, very gifted girls. So from being a little girl, six or seven, listening to mum playing this, I'm now a grandma and I'm going to hear my great nieces playing it. it. Yeah, it's just probably been there all the time, part of my life. And it's a beautiful piece of music, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's uh, like a happy constant in yeah, your life. Yeah, it is. It? It's a happy constant in my life and, and peaceful and calming. If you feel a bit het up, you know, I often think, oh, I'll just go and listen to Claire de Lune, find it on YouTube, play it, and there we go, feel better. So there's my eight Desert Island discs. And on the programme on the radio, they all say, now if all your discs were being washed out to sea and you could only save one of them, 
Which one would it be? It would be the Appassionata Sonata. No doubt at all. <laughs> I don't even have to think about it. Oh. It would be the Appassionata Sonata. So we're coming to the end of this piece of music now. So that's it. That's my eight pieces of music and the story of my life. I really enjoyed listening to Claire de Lune now actually. Yeah. I've heard it so many times yeah. before, but when you hear someone describe their life, it's more emotional, yeah. linked with it, isn't it? So and, and you knew my mum as well, yeah. so you can probably picture her playing yeah. the piano. Yeah, mm. I could actually yeah. definitely mm. picture her playing the piano. Yeah. I think very happy life and I had loving parents who were very interested in us three girls and did everything for us really and it's only when you grow up and you look back that you appreciate your parents there's my dad's clock chiming <laughs> uh, which he left to me um, which reminds me of him every time it chimes <laughs> there we go <laughs> thank you for sharing them okay. all with me that was fun <laughs> So thanks for joining me and Davina for that episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to support the podcast, then feel free to head on over to Vibe Club Podcast on Instagram. You can see the latest episodes and also visit the official Vibe Club shop.